Embrace the day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. It really is beautiful outside. It's 10 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, beautiful, no rain. Very different day to what we experienced 15 years ago today. And this will get you uh, get your mind back into where our next conversation is going to go. The captain has requested evacuation. I just watched it just come straight in with waves crashing over the side of it. It was unbelievable. Oh, I just... A lot of waves crashing over the deck. Uh, the deck is slippery. There was, there was oil ev- everywhere across the deck. Um, just a static electricity from the aircraft. Every time I got put back on the deck, I got I got booted. Every time the cable come down, I got uh, you know the, the static electricity off the cable. Just you know gave me a boot every time. So I was just I'm just a bit worn out at the moment. That's all. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, worst conditions I've ever been in. Like, yeah, even though we're so close to shore, but. Yeah, I've never experienced anything like that. The ship's still pitching and bit and rolling, so but, um, yeah, great work to my guys for getting me off. Well, without a shadow of a doubt, it's the, the worst conditions we've had to hoist in. That was uh, the sounds from the rescue of the uh, from the Pasha of the crew that were there that day. Everybody has a story. Everybody remembers where they were. But I don't think anyone has quite the story of, uh, of Richard Jones, who is the boss and was the boss of the Westpac Rescue Helicopter on that day. Good morning and welcome, Jonesy. Morning, Trace. Uh, 15 years. You're certainly very old now. Thanks uh, for that. Tell me about it. I, was, uh, I had a child in my stomach, so I hear you. I hear okay. you. Now, it was, uh, when it first, uh, when the call first came out, I mean, we all started hearing it. I can remember I was listening to uh, to a mate, Garth Russell, on, on ABC News uh, Breakfast at the time, and, you know, there started to be these weird stories about this boat that was just, you know, it was really close, it was getting closer and closer. And I know when you guys got the first call, you actually thought that it was a joke, that there's no way that there was a boat, a, a, a big boat sitting on Nobby's. I reckon you're right. I mean, it obviously comes through the triple O system, um, so if you get calls through there, um, it's generally not so much of a joke. But, uh, you know, it's just fanciful to think that that could have happened. But uh, it sure did. And here we are 15 years later still talking about it. Quite a significant day in our organisation's history. And the two guys you just had uh, on voiceover there, Glenn Ramblin, who was the crewman, who went up and down 20-something times. And uh, Graham Nickerson, who was in the aircraft as well. So uh, those guys are still with us. Graham not flying anymore, but no. Rampo... Magnificent, magnificent job that day. I just laughed when I heard him say, uh, I'm a little bit worn out. He was absolutely busted. He was, uh, took the hell, it, it took the life out of him, but he's, he's still with us and he's, he's a great guy doing a great job. He really is. And, uh, and it was my honour to actually catch up with him last year on the 14th anniversary. And, uh, you know, they, it's true of your guys overall, isn't it? Jonesy, they do their job. That's all they see it as. They just get out there. They do their job. They do what they're paid to do. They don't at times realise or recognise how special they are. And they'd hate to hear you say I that. I know that, uh, yeah. Look, it, it's, really, it's really nice and people, you know, those sentiments flow through um, on a daily basis. But you're right, the guys have to treat it as a job. They have to be safe every time the aircraft leaves the ground and that's the top priority. So, look, they... Um, they recognise the position they hold in our community, and it's like any ember, like any fiery old cop. You know, it's a it's a unique position to be in. But special people get involved in special jobs, and we, I, I thank them every day. And even you know, we we always talk about the pilots and the air crew, and I always try and remind people that what about the engineers that make these mm. things work every day? So it's a real team effort, and 
And from our organisation's point of view, I'll also say, what about the team and accounts that get the bills out so yeah. we get paid? Yeah. So it's a whole of, you know, mm. people that empty the bins, you know. It's like any organisation. I guess it's not what you do, it's what you're prepared to do. How big a uh, an impact did that have 15 years ago on the organisation? I mean, we, we saw photographs and vision worldwide of, uh, of what went on. What kind of an impact did it have at the time on the chopper? Oh, I guess that uh, really put um, us up in lights, if you like, um, for, for the work that we do. And uh, probably a, a little-known story is that, um, and I only heard Graham talk about this, we were at a small fundraiser on the weekend, and he reminded me of the fact that the, the our big machine did the first couple of winches, and then it got called to uh, an older couple who had driven on a causeway up the valley, so they went up there to do that. And the, the actual helicopter that did 95% of the winches was its first job in anger for our organisation. We actually purchased that machine from Victoria and it had just arrived at the Broadmeadow Basin and was having the finishing touches put on it. Wow. And that was because we had an aircraft that crashed up at Warrialda. So we had to find another aircraft and, and that was its first job for our organisation. So quite a significant one. But yeah, look, it, it, it changed our lives. It changed our perspective. Certainly the, the flooding that, that occurred at our Broadmeadow Base mm. um, got us a brand new building. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, there's, you know, there's always some... Uh, some shining lights in, in what was a devastating day for our region. What has changed? I mean, 15 years on, um, yeah, would we use exactly the same... Te- if that happened again tomorrow, would we use exactly the same technology? Or has have we changed in any ways? Or, or are the, the ways we've always done it still the best way? Uh, well, the technology certainly changed with the type of aircraft that we now fly. So it's, it's just, a, you know, it's light years ahead of, of where we were. But... I mean, the guys would use the same risk-based approach on whether they could or couldn't do the job, and and that certainly was what happened there. So I guess it's all those people issues that don't change. The technology certainly makes it a bit easier to do the job, and the advancement in technology and the type of aircraft and and the platform that we use now is is certainly the single biggest advancement in our company's history. So would uh, would Ramplin have been as seasick uh, with the new one, or that would have made no difference whatsoever? No, nah, he would have been a seasick. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was a, a lot of it was about the static electricity mm. that's built up through the radar system, and then as as he on the end of a, a winching wire, you know, hit the deck on twenty uh, odd occasions. You know, that all that mm. static electricity just smashed through his body. So it was pretty much a superhuman mm. effort from him. It really was. Where were you? Did you go down and watch the the effort, or were you over at uh, at the base at Bromeadow? Nah, I was at the base of Broadmeadow with a crew, with uh, with our with our team there. Not many could get into work, of course. It was, uh, and I remember uh, physically being uh, the last one out of the base because you mentioned Garth before, who was on ABC at the time. I actually uh, drove out of uh, Broadmeadow and made my way to ABC uh, to do some some radio in, in wow. the afternoon, and, and the rest of the team had to stay there overnight and. I think we all have uh, glimpses in, in the back of our minds about what actually happened that day. So, yeah, it was pretty horrific trying to get home, uh, but I, I gladly made it safely, and, and all our team at work were safe as well. And, look, that is the big thing that cam- comes out of Pasha Bolka. You know, we always talk about this big ship on the uh, on the, the beach, but that is only a very small portion of the story, isn't it, Richard? You know, you guys were, were rescuing. There was flood... <laughs> I, I can remember, you know, the same as what you said, I can remember driving home from work and it probably would have been a similar time to you. I was driving home and I can remember to this day a wall of water coming towards me and I was driving a very low-slung sports car at the time and uh, seven months pregnant and just seeing this wall of water coming towards me and I made the de- split-second decision to turn turn to the, uh, turn to towards Market Town instead 
of keeping to go go straight ahead past Newcastle Grammar School. And again, you know, those split second decisions that you make that make you go, wow, that, you know, that could have ended up a very, very different way to, to how it did. There were countless stories like that all the way through that, that weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, an old family friend of mine, Benny Donaldson, who played for the mm-hmm. Knights, um, you know, on a jet ski in yeah. the streets of Merriweather, rescuing old people from their homes. It's just, it's out of the box. You know, it really is. And I think uh, my heart immediately, when you start talking about flooding, goes to uh, to our colleagues and friends in, in Lismore mm. and, 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 the, and the whole Northern Rivers with what they've just been through as well. So I'm sure there's people that have uh, vivid memories of, of that day 15 years ago and, and the lasting effects and the damage to property and uh, not too many people um, were injured, thankfully. So um, we, we did lose a couple of lives, of course. But you know, in the scheme of things, who would have thought? Oh, Newcastle, well, the perfect storm, shipping containers, blocking, blocking channels, and king tides, and just the the rain and the deluge that happened is. Yeah, well, here we are still talking about it 15 years Ex- later. Exactly. That is, uh, that's the incredible thing, isn't it? Now, I know you had your, uh, your big ball last, uh, last Friday night. Um, how was it? How much, uh, how much dollars did you raise? Well, we're yet to. There's still a few ins and outs. And uh, Kylie Ferrigia, who runs our events team... Uh, she's not here. She's in the UK, <laughs> the bugger. Who gave her Good that time her. off? I don't know. But, uh, anyway, she thoroughly deserved it. Look, Trace, I don't know, but it will be a record. It will be north of 300000 Oh, net, wow. Which is just awesome. But you know what? I've always said that um, money is obviously important to us, but from my perspective, uh, the goodwill it's created at events like that, and people were ready to have a party. So the amount of texts, emails, and phone calls I've had from colleagues, from partners and sponsors about the night and how good it was, um, you know, that means the world to me. And then... Obviously, people know that we can run a decent event and they might come to something else that we that we run in, into the future. So goodwill and cash uh, goes a long way in the charitable world. And, yeah, I, we, I'm not going to say I wish there was another one on next weekend because no. I don't think I can chat these days. <laughs> but it was, it was a hell of a night. It really was. Oh, look, I'm very, very pleased. And uh, and the next day, your, uh, your South Lions got up and beat the Scorpions. So you had a bloody good weekend. It was it was a good weekend indeed. <laughs> Simple things in life. Exactly. Look, thank you so much for joining me, Jonesy. It is a significant okay. day. You know, uh, fifteen years. I, I still can't believe it's fifteen years. Um, but yep. uh, we are still here. We are still running, and uh, and your organisation is still the most incredible organisation uh, that is in, in this in this city. And and the way that you guys just put your your bodies on the line every uh, every single day for us is just mind blowing. Thank you, my friend. You have a wonderful day, and uh, yeah, have a glass of wine at the end of today, won't you? <laughs> Full down tonight. I'll have a couple more than you that. You will. And I thanks. forgot about that. <laughs> thanks for your interest in sharing our story, Trace. Always. Thanks, mate. Chat soon. Cheers. Bye. That is Richard Jones, who uh, has been the boss over there for uh, oh, nigh on 25, 30 years now. He's uh, he's just incredible. And the work that they do, and when you really do listen to uh, to that audio from all those years ago, they are just a special organisation. And congratulations to them. I wonder how Glenn Ramplin's doing today. Probably sitting down uh, at the State of Origin somewhere, I'd say. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.